Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alemin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'ana bima 'allamtana ve zidna ilmen nafi'ah. Allahumme erinel hakka hakkan varzukna ittiba'ah. وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلًا وَرْزُقْنَا اَجْتِنَابًا رَبِّ شْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسْرِ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْعُقْدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي السلام علیکم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-Uzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Rough translation of the text we will be studying today, inshallah, will be posted at this website too. You can go to podcasts, then to words, then to the 11th word, and there you can scroll down to the third episode. Inshallah, we will continue reading the 11th word in this episode. We began it a long time ago and then we gave a break because we were reading the uh, 25th flash and then last week we returned to the 11th word. This is a paradigm changer. It gives us a whole perspective to, to view reality as reality is. It gives us a cognitive pattern in which we can understand everything. So it is a very central, very important key uh, treatise in the Risale Enur collection. And I pay a lot of attention to it. And those who are listening, inshallah, should try to understand it well. If you have not listened to the previous episodes, please go ahead and listen to them first. The first episode was uh, the, the allegorical representational story that Ustad Nursi uses in many of his treatises. He told us a story and that story represents reality. And then we started to think about what the themes in this story correspond to in reality. That is what we did in the last episode and we will continue from there. But as a reminder, inshallah, I will just read in English the part that, uh, that in, in, in which the reality, uh, the narration, the explanation of the reality uh, started. And then when we come to the point where we left in the last episode, we will continue from there reading both in Turkish and in English. So, Bismillah. 11. The 11th word. Oh friend, the story ended here. If you understood the secret of this allegory, look, see the face of reality too. So, that palace is this realm whose ceiling is the sky illuminated by smiling stars. Its floor is the face of the earth that is adorned by all sorts of flowers from east to west. As for that king, he is a sanctified entity who is the sultan of pre-eternity and post-eternity, that seven layers of the heavens, the earth, and everything in them sanctify and glorify with their peculiar tongues. Such an all-powerful king that, having created the heavens and the earth in six days, then stood on the throne of his lordship, and by alternating night and day one after the other like two threads, one black and one white, he writes his signs on the page of the cosmos. The sun, the moon, and the stars are subjugated to his command, and he has the possession of sublimity and power. As for the rooms of that palace, they are these 18,000 realms that are each decorated and put in order as befits it. See, the marvelous arts you see in that palace are the miracles of divine power that are visible in this realm. As for the foods you sow in that palace, they point to the wondrous fruits of divine mercy in this realm. 
especially in the season of summer, and especially in the orchards of Barla. As for the hearth and kitchen over there, here it is the earth with fire in its heart and the surface of the earth. As for the jewels of the hidden buried treasures you saw in the allegory, they are examples of the reflections of holy divine names in this reality. As for the engravings we saw in the allegory, and the allusions associated with them, they are the orderly artifacts and proportionate engravings of the pen of power that indicate the names of the majestic all-powerful one. As for that teaching master, he is our master, Muhammad, blessings and greetings of peace be upon him. As for his assistants, they are the prophets, greetings of peace be upon them. As for his disciples, they are the saints and purified ones. We had left here and inshallah we will continue um, figuring out the themes in this story and the, the correspondent realities, inshallah. O saraydaki hakimin hizmetkarları ise şu alemde melaike aleyhisselama işarettir. As for the ruler's servants in that palace. So if we remember in this story there was a palace and in this palace all people were invited as guests and they were treated to a feast and there were servants all around showing them around, uh, serving them, bringing the food and perhaps cleaning the place, uh, ornamenting the place, maintaining the place, right? As for the ruler's servants in that palace they point to the angels, angels, greetings of peace be upon them in this realm. In this realm, one way to think about this is that when we look around the sensory realm, the physical realm that we live in, the world as we know it, we call it Alam al-Mulk, the realm of uh, dominion. Now this is the lowest or most apparent realm from our point of view to the abilities, sensory abilities that we have. But beyond it is a much more glorious, much more elevated realm that we call Alam al-Malakut. One way to translate that word is, uh, sometimes we say the angelic realm. Another way is to say the realm of domination and both are accurate because the word for angel in Arabic malak comes from the same root as mulk and malaka and that relates to domination, right? So why are angels dominated? Well, we know that they do not have uh, free will. They do whatever they do as obedience to God. And they do nothing that is not in obedience to God. And beyond that, there is the Alam al-Amr, or sometimes they call the Alam al-Jabarut, right? The realm of command. Everything in the creation comes from divine command. Kun fayakun. When God wants, wills something to, to happen, he says, be, and it is. That is the command. The quiddity, the nature of that command, we do not know. And we cannot know. But we know that there is the command because God told us in the Quran, when he wills something, he says, be, and it is. Right? Now, as it comes to our, uh, to, to the boundaries of our perception, as it comes closer to the boundaries of our perception, God placed his angels as means for what he commanded to come into existence in the way that he commanded it to come into existence. For instance, for instance, the earth uh, circumambulates the sun every year on a particular orbit without leaving that orbit even an inch. There is an angel in charge of the earth. The angel keeps the earth on its orbit and angels are powerful. 
we think about gravity we say we draw the, the, the apple fell from the tree and it hit the ground because there is gravity but what is gravity we cannot explain that we know that there is some force but we cannot understand the nature of the force so that is that is as i said one way to think about this is that is the, the realm of angels the angels are everywhere they are like the pen that writes inscriptions on a paper there is a hand that holds the pen and it is the it is the hand that is the agent but the angels or the pen appears to be inscribing things and there are benefits to this there is a wisdom in this right one wisdom is that Nursi explains with a story that is uh, from, from the scriptures uh, not only the Muslim scriptures but also the Christian and Jewish uh, scriptures uh, Azrael the angel of death complains to God oh, oh God your slaves will complain about me because I'm taking their lives and God tells him I'm going to put uh, tribulations sicknesses accidents you know all sorts of these things that we on the face of it when we look uh, think are causing that I'm going to put those causes those means between you and my, my slaves therefore they will be a veil to you and in the same way the angels are veils to God's dignity and tremendousness if we were directly exposed to that dignity and tremendousness we would not be able to bear it we would not be able to bear it and also sometimes those disbelievers say things that that would you know that would really not uh, align with God's dignity the indignifying words that they utter then go to causes and beyond the causes to angels right they are veiled they are veiled so that the veil works in more than one ways but you know all put together angels in this creation have a tremendous function all the force all the motion movement that we can't understand why it is happening it is the angels that are put in place as the means right and they are as means conveying God's command to the substantive reality as for the rulers servants in that palace they point to the angels greetings of peace be upon them in this realm temsilde seyir ve ziyafete davet edilen misafirler ise şu dünya misafirhanesinde cin ve ins ve insanın hizmetkarları olan hayvanlara işarettir. As for the guests in the allegory in the representational story who are invited for spectacle and feasting, they point to the people, the jinn and the animals who are man's servants in this guest house of the earth. Right? There are guests here. Human beings, animals, the jinn. These are all conscious beings. And because they are conscious, they are able to uh, perceive the blessings that are spread out all around this this universe. Ve o iki fırka ise burada birisi ehli imandır ki kitabı kainatın ayatının müfessiri olan Kur'an-ı Hakim'in şakirtleridir. Diğer güruh ise ehli küfür ve tuyandır ki nefis ve şeytana tabi olup yalnız hayat dünyeviyeyi tanıyan hayvan gibi belki daha aşağı sağır dilsiz vallin güruhudur as for those two groups here one of them are the people of faith and they are the disciples of the wisdomful quran which is the interpreter of the signs of the book of the cosmos Remember, the palace is there for a purpose. The palace is there for the guests to come in and appreciate the ornaments and the blessings that are being served to them, to you know, fill with, be to be filled with awe and amazement and wonder and appreciate the art and then glorify and praise the one who has built that palace, who has put that palace together, right? Well, for that to happen, those guests 
need to be able to appreciate and understand what's going on. How do they understand? How can they know? The Quran. It is the Quran that cracks the code of this creation and tells us what points to what, what comes from where. Tells us the, the, the secrets of the reality as reality is. They are the disciples of the wisdomful Quran. Those who follow the Quran understand reality as reality is. Because nobody on their own will be able to perceive and appreciate entire reality as it is because everything in the creation and you know human beings are the most uh, capable ones among them and human beings certainly and everything in the creation right, are limited from the point of view of their perception even those who are given divine gifts and and metaphysical realities are open before their eyes even those are limited from from the point of view of their perception there is only one only one entity in existence that can perceive everything as everything is that can see the biggest picture and that is god he is the one who created it he is the one who knows all nobody else nobody else nothing else knows all and in order to understand everything with regard to where they fit in the bigger picture in order to understand the whole system as a system and the function of each particular part in that system you need to be able to see the whole thing with universal sight that is God and the Quran is his book in which he tells us the system where things fit the wisdoms in reality as for the other group they are the people of disbelief and transgression it is the mob of the deaf and dumb misguided who by following the compulsive soul and Satan recognize only the worldly life like animals or in fact even lower why are they deaf and dumb and misguided because they are not heeding the Quran the message is clear and the, the message is out there it is being promulgated and they are and and then they are not heeding the book of creation the message of the book of creation is also there yes coded but it is loud and once you break the code it is visible clear crystal clear open to every everyone because they don't heed the Quran they don't know the code and because they don't know the code they can't understand what's going in the in the creation and therefore they are deaf and whatever they utter it is meaningless they are dumb and they are misguided they don't see reality as reality is there is only one thing that they can hear it is their compulsive soul and Satan they see reality they hear reality but they prevent themselves from being able to process it the reality the if we go with the metaphor here the sound waves of reality reach their ears and they are given ears but once past their ears that that message that the electrical currents that that uh, come into existence in their eardrums that needs to be translated into into faith they are not doing it they are covering it up they are following the compulsive soul and Satan and they are recognizing only the worldly life like animals they are not willing to see reality as reality is they are not willing to see the visible apparent realm that is just a veil to to the tremendous metaphysical existence that is beyond it they don't want to see past matter and that is what animals do animals are not given intellect animals are not given imagination the way human beings are given imagination the wide broad powerful imagination the clear powerful intellect animals don't have it and therefore they do not have the responsibility to see beyond material existence if a cow sees a you know nice uh, piece of grassland and runs to it and eats it and enjoys it that is its appreciation that is its gratitude to God the joy the taste 
that it feels from eating the grass that is its appreciation and gratitude it is not accountable for anything beyond that and the cow that is eating grass is obeying its Lord human beings however need to see beyond it they need to see the blesser behind the blessing when they don't do it they reduce themselves to the level of animals or in fact even lower because animals are fulfilling their duty they are performing what they are supposed to be performing they are doing it perfectly fine the human beings on the other hand if they do what the animals do that means they are not fulfilling their function they are betraying the trust that is given to them they are betraying the trust that is given to them in the form of all these skills and capacities and capabilities that are meant to be used in order to appreciate God's blessings and pay gratitude in return glorify God in return exalt him in return praise him in return they are not doing it they are not fulfilling their function therefore they go deeper they go lower than animals birinci kafile olan süeda ve ebrar ise zülcenaheyn olan üstadı dinlediler the felicitous and the virtuous who are in the first group listen to the two-winged teaching master teaching master that is the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ustad but why two-winged well he has a wing in this world and another in the hereafter and another in the uh, in the world that we don't see he has a wing in the seen world the visible realm and an, another wing in the invisible unseen realm he has a wing among the people he has a wing with his creator with the lord he is he is the messenger of god to people and he is the envoy representative of the people and the jinn before God he is the one who crosses boundaries who can fly whichever direction he wants to O üstad hem abdir ubudiyet noktasında Rabbini tavsif ve tarif eder ki Cenab-ı Hakk'ın dergahında ümmetinin elçisi hükmündedir hem resuldür risalet noktasında Rabbinin ahkamını Kur'an vasıtasıyla cin ve inse tebliğ eder so this is an explanation of the two-winged. That teaching master is a slave of God. From the point of view of worshipful slavehood, he describes and makes his Lord known. And therefore, he is like the envoy of his community of believers in the court of the sublime real, in God's court. He is the envoy of all the believers who follow him in the court of the sublime real and he is a messenger from the point of view of messengership he promulgates the rulings of his lord to the jinn and to the people through the quran he went up and beyond on the night of miraj his ascension to the furthest point in the creation and crossed beyond that and we don't know what that means as a representative as a representative of the entire creation in the name of the entire creation and he presented the greetings greetings and gratitude of the entire creation to the lord right we say this we say we recite this prayer every time we sit in prayer greetings beautiful beautiful things beautiful words they are for God like we, we say this in prayer we we remember it every time we pray and that was the most beautiful thing that any created being can ever imagine if I was there I would not want to come back but look at the compassion that the Prophet وسلم, that teaching master had for for humanity for human beings and especially for the believers among them he came back he came back as the representative of the Lord to the created beings and especially among them to the jinn and the people in order to show them in order to teach them 
what the lord what their lord expects from them how can they reach eternal blessings in paradise how can they be with their lord forever şu bahtiyar cemaat o resulü dinleyip kur'an'a kulak verdiler Kendilerini enva-ı ibadatın fihristesi olan namaz ile birçok makamat-ı aliye içinde çok latif vazifelerle telebbüs etmiş gördüler. Evet, namazın mütenevi ezkar ve harekatıyla işaret ettiği vezaifi, makamatı mufassalan gördüler. Şöyle ki, This fortunate community listened to that messenger and paid attention to the Quran. They saw themselves invested in many subtle duties within many elevated stations through prayer, which is an index of a variety of forms of worship. Remember that at the beginning of the eleventh word, Ustad Nursi had said, O oh brother, if you want to understand the secret code of the wisdom of the realm, the enigma of the human being's creation, and the subtle symbolism of the reality of prayer to some extent, Consider this small representational story together with my soul. Here, we are focusing on the subtle symbolism of the reality of prayer. And this also includes worship in general. Prayer is the apex, the most refined and concentrated form of worship. It is designed and designated by our Lord for us to engage in an act of worship that is utmostly pleasing to him. All other forms of worship branch out from prayer or in other words all other forms of worship are concentrated in the secret of prayer. Therefore if we understand prayer we understand worship. So let's see. They saw themselves invested in many subtle duties within many elevated stations through prayer, which is an index of a variety of forms of worship. Yes, they saw in detail the duties and stations that prayer points to through the various words of remembrance and movements it contains. And for those who want to see more about this, of course, you can read the ninth word or listen to our episodes of the ninth word. We had done that a long time ago and they are available in the podcast, inshallah. Yes, they saw in detail the duties and stations that prayer points to through the various words of remembrance and movements it contains. This is how. Evvelen, asara bakıp, Gaibane muamele suretinde, saltanat-ı rububiyetin mehasinine temaşagâr makamında kendilerini gördüklerinden tekbir ve tesbih vazifesini eda edip Allahu Ekber dediler. First, beholding the imprints of creation and seeing themselves in the station of the spectators of the excellent beauties of the royal power of lordship, in the form of a transaction in the presence of the unseen, they performed the duty of exaltation, takbir, and glorification, tasbih, and said, God is the greatest. So let's try to understand this. Beholding the imprints of creation. Imprints of creation, azhar. Everything that God has created. In everything that he created, there is an imprint. In everything that anybody creates, there is an imprint that is left. Those imprints indicate the beauty, the skill, the wisdom, the power, so on and so forth, of the Maker. And the artifacts in the creation indicate, point to, the names and attributes of the Creator. Therefore, there are imprints of His names and attributes in the creation. And these these believers in the first group of people who visited the palace or believers in the real in reality when they look around they don't just see trees they don't just see rocks they don't just see clouds they see imprints of creation they see the manifestation of the the names and attributes of their lord they see the imprints of the power the beauty the majesty the the perfection, and so on and so forth, of their Lord. Beholding that, 
beholding that and seeing themselves understanding that they are in the station so they they have a station they look around and nobody else is doing this animals are not doing it plants are not doing it stars are not doing it conscious beings you know animals the jinn if they have uh, some way of communication with them the angels right they are not doing it to the extent to the capacity that the human beings can do but put the jinn in there too the jinn and human beings they look around the believing ones among them they look around and they don't see anybody else who can do this who can appreciate in the way that they can appreciate if this skill this capacity is given to them that means that they are charged with a duty they are charged with the duty of being the spectators of these imprints of creation seeing themselves in the station of the spectators of the excellent beauties mahasin is the word here it could be translated as beauty only but there are many words that we can translate as beauty mahasin indicates both excellence and beauty the word ihsan for instance is from the same word so it can mean both good and beauty so it is beautiful but in an excellent way its beauty is in its excellence its beauty is in its goodness and they look around and they see these excellent beauties all around and they are the excellent beauties of the royal power of lordship it can come from nowhere nowhere but from the lord they see all of this and they are filled with this urge to worship the lord but they don't see the lord so in the form of a transaction in the presence of the unseen they don't see what is unseen they don't see god but they know that he is there and in the presence of that unseen ultimate reality true sublime reality they perform a duty what is that duty that duty is exaltation and glorification these guests came to the palace and they are looking around and they are seeing these beautiful things what is it that the owner of the palace expects from them the owner of the palace expects their appreciation and admiration and exaltation and glorification are signs indications declarations of appreciation and admiration saying allahu akbar god is the greatest there is nothing there is nothing in this entire existence that can do this and this is beautiful this is beautiful we love it we love it and we exalt the one who has created it we glorify the one who has created it if there are any defects and deficiencies we perceive and mistakenly perceive in this entire existence we attribute that to our deficiency in perceiving reality as reality is and we glorify our lord we say he is beyond above and beyond all these defects and deficiencies that we appear to perceive he is perfect he is majestic he is absolutely beautiful and all-powerful and all-wise saniyan esma-i kutsiye-i ilahiyenin cilveleri olan bedayine ve parlak eserlerine dellallık makamında görünmekle subhanallah velhamdülillah diyerek takdis ve tahmid vazifesini ifa ettiler Second, appearing in the station of the promulgating criers of the brilliant imprints and masterworks that reflect the sacred divine names, they fulfilled the duty of sanctifying and praising by saying, Glory be to God, and all praise and gratitude be to God. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah. Right? Appearing in the station of the promulgating criers. So, these human beings and the jinn, these believers those who are in the first group who are inshallah destined for paradise they look around and they also see that they have another station in the first station they were the spectators they were in the station of the spectators of the excellent beauties of the royal power of lordship now they noticed another station that is designated for them that is promulgating promulgating the brilliant imprints and masterworks they need to go around and cry they need to go around and promulgate declare this is my lord's work 
This is the imprint of my Lord. My Lord created this. It is a masterwork. It is perfect, beautiful. It is proportionate, so beautiful that reflect the sacred divine names because it reflects the divine names, sacred, sacred divine names because they saw themselves in this station of promulgation as criers they fulfilled the duty of sanctifying and praising taqdis and tahmid by saying glory be to God all praise and gratitude be to God salisan Rahmeti ilahiyenin hazinelerinde ittihar edilen nimetlerini zahir ve batın duygularla tadıp anlamak makamında şükür ve sena vazifesini edaya başladılar. Third, at the station of tasting and understanding the apparent and hidden blessings stored in the treasuries of divine mercy, they began performing the duty of gratitude and laudation. Now this is another station. They are climbing station after station at the station of tasting and understanding. Right? We are here to taste, recognize, understand, appreciate the blessings of our Lord. In those blessings he manifests his names and attributes. He manifests himself. Right? And those blessings sometimes they are apparent, sometimes they are hidden. You 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 know pick a an orange peel it and let's say you are thirsty too put it in your mouth and the the taste and the juice bursts in your mouth and it's beautiful it's delicious right it is the apparent blessing there is a blessing in that you can feel it sense it you can uh, physically physically recognize it but then there are hidden blessings too there are subtle blessings that are much tastier than the orange that you may be eating there are hidden blessings some of them they are hidden and to be found for those who come close to God some of them they are open to everybody love for instance the blessing of love when we feel that we are loved isn't that a blessing would you like to be hungry or would you like to be unloved by anybody and of course this is a hypothetical situation you would like to have a full stomach and be loved right but the pain pressure psychological pressure of being unloved imagine that and God out of his blessing gives most of us love most of us have family or friends and some some don't but the ultimate love the ultimate love is the love of our Lord and if we find that if we love him which would be an indication of him loving us right what else do we need? One who finds him loses nothing. One who loses him finds nothing. Or think of a sense of peace and expansion. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and there is some weight on you. You don't know. You are healthy. You don't have headache. Your stomach is fine. Your body is not feeling sick or tired and so on and so forth. But you feel this qabd, state of qabd, constriction. You don't know where it is coming from. And then the whole day you try do what you want it doesn't go away you sleep and in the next day you wake up and and you are in a state of expansion now peace and tranquility descends upon you where is that coming from where is that coming from some people regardless of what they are going through they are happy and tranquil they are in a state of expansion and some people regardless of what they are going through even if they are having the easiest easiest life they are in a state of constriction where is that coming from the hidden hidden blessings of our lord right we are here in order to taste them sometimes it will be constriction sometimes it will be expansion sometimes it will be well sometimes it will be poverty sometimes it will be power sometimes it will be impotence sometimes it will be good times sometimes it will be bad times we are here to taste the blessings of our lord and there is blessing in all of them as long as we know how to taste and appreciate them and thus in return for these blessings that they taste they began performing the duty of gratitude and laudation shukur is gratitude and sena is laudation rabian esma-i ilahiyenin definelerindeki cevherleri manevi cihazat mizanlarıyla tartıp bilmek makamında tenzih ve medih vazifesine başladılar fourth at the station of 
weighing and knowing the jewels in the treasuries of the divine names with the scales of metaphysical equipment they began the duty of declaring transcendence and of eulogy at the station of weighing and knowing the jewels remember in this palace there were, there were jewelry all around in this in the treasury of the divine names the divine names is like a treasury you enter there and you find a treasure you find treasures innumerable treasures and in those innumerable treasure you find precious jewels at the station of weighing and knowing the jewels in the treasuries of the divine names with the scales of metaphysical equipment how do you know how do you know the treasures and jewels in those treasures of the divine names for those who look at the tree and see a tree this is meaningless what is out there well well there are scales metaphysical scales that are built in to our existence in our self Ustad Nursi calls this the ana, the human eye the human sense of self in that human eye are metaphysical equipment for instance one example that Ustad Nursi gives is the sense of appropriation ownership I let's say have a pencil and I say that this pencil is mine but what is it that makes that pencil mine what is the connection it I it is not tied to me with a string what makes it mine if a if if a let's say a chimpanzee walks into the room just likes the pencil and goes can I tell the chimpanzee it is mine will the chimpanzee understand that it will not it is some kind of a construct among human beings that this pencil belongs to me that pencil belongs to you it does not have any real substantive existence it is a mental process it is a mental construct however however that thing without real substantive existence helps us understand the name al-malik god is al-malik the owner the owner of everything if i had no sense of ownership i would not be able to understand what that means i would read it in the quran maliki yawmiddin the owner of the day of deen religion or malik al-mulk the owner of property dominion what is it what does it mean if i have no sense of what it means to own something how can i understand this this is built into my existence this is built into my nature this is imprinted into my nature in my heart in my spirit wherever it is these are things that we cannot know the reality of the the actual quiddity of but we all know that we have that sense that is one of those scales a metaphysical equipment that gives us a scale that gives us a unit of measurement of course we do not move from here to attempting to understand the scope of God's ownership God is the owner of everything but what is everything how can we know that we do not know we cannot grasp what everything is we yes appear to understand that the cosmos that we live in is at least 14 billion light years wide but what does that mean plus is there anything beyond that is this like a ring that is thrown into the desert that one prophetic tradition describes the 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 world is right the world and when we say the world we don't necessarily think about the planet earth we think about the physical sensory realm which is that 14 billion light years wide thing if it is like a ring thrown into a desert compared to god's kursi and the kursi is not comparable even not comparable to arsh his throne what is it what is it that we are trying to understand here God is the owner of everything we understand that 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 means something we have a notion of what it means but we do not try to grasp the scope of it so these scales that are built into our existence are like mirrors on the mirror the image reflects and we have an understanding of the the what is reflected but we do not use it in order to size up in order to weigh up in order to actually measure and see the dimensions and so on and so forth we do not contemplate god's entity we see 
God's manifestation in the creation and from that because there are these these subtle uh, metaphysical equipment that are built into our existence we understand we get to know we recognize our Lord we develop an understanding and knowledge of our Lord and the more we have it the closer we get to our Lord they began the duty of declaring transcendence tanzih and of eulogy now here the word tanzih of course is used just in place because what we have been talking about is tanzih when we say that we use that we think of it as a mirror but not as a measuring equipment not as a scale on which we can put God hasha God protect uh, we put God and try to measure up size up no we do not do that that is tanzih God created everything and he is unlike any of the created beings he is Ahad. He is the singular one. He is single. He is the singular one. God's dissimilarity is one of the foundational principles of our faith, right? And having seen that, we move on to eulogy, madh. Now we use a, uh, at least three words that could be translated as praise, but we use praise, laudation, and eulogy. And these have subtle differences. When we say hamd, that is to praise something, a beauty, to praise a beauty with the tongue and speech, right? But that beauty is something that is, uh, that, that is brought into existence in a willful way, intentionally, for something that is made. Like if you we go with the example of our carpenter, we look and see the beautiful table that the carpenter has made and we say what a carpenter this is what a beautiful table has he made right but but med on the other hand that we translated here as eulogy is to praise an absolute beauty with the tongue in this case the beauty is not necessarily connected to any artifact or anything it is absolute just beauty itself we praise the carpenter for the carpenter regardless of the table etc we see that beauty beauty we perceive that beauty in the carpenter and we praise the carpenter himself khamisan mistar kader üstünde kalemi kudretiyle yazılan mektubat-ı rabbaniyeyi mütala makamında tefekkür ve istihsan vazifesine başladılar fifth remember these are these are all meanings that we can find in prayer at the station of perusing the lordly letters written on the lines of divine determination by the pen of power they began the duty of contemplation and admiration at the station another station we are moving up the stations at the station or we are moving one from one station to another at the station of perusing the lordly letters letters from the lord missives messages written on the lines of divine determination things are happening right everything is happening according to divine determination we look through events we observe events we read history or we observe our own lives we see things happening and sometimes we do not understand what's going on but as time passes as we are able to see the bigger picture we start to recognize the blessing in it the wisdom in it how everything is connected and how there is divine justice how there is a balance built into into the creation we look around and we see the ecology in the creation we see the ecology that is perfect the perfectly balanced unless human beings intervene and ruin that balance spoil that balance because of their misguided free will but again there's a wisdom in that too that put aside we look around and we see that everything is perfectly balanced and we understand that somebody determined this somebody measured this somebody did this intentionally there is one pound of weight on this side of the scale and there's exactly one pound on the other side of the scale and it's in complete absolute balance we look and we say this cannot be coincidence this is intentional somebody somebody meant meant this we see that we see that divine determination is in charge in everything and we see that it is being written 
by the panel of power nothing is happening beyond what he has determined through his divine will and we see in all of these messages from him we understand that these are not for vain these are not created for vain futile things these are meaningful messages there are letters pages and pages of letters that are written to us for us to read and understand we try to do that we peruse we read through those letters and then upon seeing the wisdom upon seeing the majesty in this and the beauty in this we began the duty of contemplation we think about it we reflect upon it we say as we did this much proportionality cannot be coincidence so many millions of billions of factors coming together and creating the best possible thing that human mind or any mind can ever imagine that cannot be coincidence we see we see that we think about this and then we are filled with admiration so we began the duty of contemplation and admiration and notice that after the after the uh, second station Ustad Nursi did not say they fulfilled he said they began performing they began the duty of they began the duty of because these are things that have no end inshallah the first two too but especially these they will continue in in well the owner of that palace had another even better more perfect and everlasting land everlasting palace guest house that he was to take his uh, well-behaving guests in this palace these contemplation admiration laudation eulogy declaration of transcendence gratitude these will continue continue into paradise inshallah it is not one word that we can say and be done it is a state of being and as we acquire that state of being we acquire a state that is worthy of paradise inshallah sadisan sixth eşyanın yaratılışında ve masnuatın sanatındaki latif incelik ve nazenin güzellikleri temaşa ile tenzih makamında Fatır Zülcelal Sani Zülcemallerine muhabbet ve iştiyak vazifesine girdiler. 6. At the station of declaring transcendence by spectating the subtle elegance and delicate beauties in the creation of things and the artfulness of artifacts, they took up the duty of loving and yearning for their majestic creator who creates from nothing and their beautiful artful maker at the station of declaring transcendence this is tenzi again this is tenzi again we look around and see the perfection the beauty and perfection and majesty in everything and if we perceive any defects and deficiencies defects or deficiencies we understand that that is a defect and deficiency in our perception it is because we are limited in our perception we declare God's transcendence we say he is far beyond far beyond any defect and deficiency and we say he is unlike unlike created beings who are all limited he is absolute in all his majestic beautific and perfect names and attributes we see that and then we move on to looking watching and appreciating spectating the subtle elegance and delicate beauties in the creation now we go a bit deeper we go a bit deeper we start to look through things in a bit more detail and we see though that beauty and majesty that we used to observe in the creation as a whole now in particulars in small things and and we are filled filled with admiration we see them in the artfulness of the artifacts and therefore we take up the duty of now this is important in those subtle beauties in that subtle elegance there is something that attracts us there is a force of attraction that we feel what is it that we are being attracted to when we see a beautiful flower blooming in the, in an early spring day after winter after the the you know white and gray of winter we see a beautiful flower blooming and beautifully smelling we see that and we love it what is it 
what is that force of attraction that we feel toward this flower we on a clear night we look at the sky and we see the firmament embroidered with the lights with bright stars and we feel a force of attraction we see a small baby maybe smiling at us we feel a force of attraction we are filled with love love is that force of attraction what is it where is it coming from it is coming from the source things come and go the flower comes blooms and then wilts and dies the sky is clear one night cloudy the other the baby was that small cute baby grows up and becomes a huge man and not as lovable anymore what is it that we love there is a source behind us the baby doesn't have it because it changed the sky the firmament doesn't have it because it's covered the flower doesn't have it because it wilted but then there comes another flower there comes another beautiful clear night there comes another baby into creation things die are transient they pass away but the source of beauty is permanent and therefore these are mirrors reflecting that beauty what is it that we love we love the source and when we recognize that when we internalize that we are attracted to the source and we begin loving the majestic creator who creates from nothing we begin loving the beautiful artful maker and we begin to yearn for him we want to join him we want to draw closer to him we want to rejoin with him we were once with him he asked us am i not, not your lord and we all said yes we said yes you are our lord we had that reunion and we want we now want a reunion we all want a reunion and that is a duty too we love him we want to be with him demek kainata ve asara bakıp gaibane muameleyi ubudiyetle meskur makamatta meskur ve zaifi eda ettikten sonra sani hakimin dahi muamelesine ve efaline bakmak derecesine çıktılar ki hazırane bir muamele suretinde evvela halika zülcelalin kendi sanatının mucizeleriyle kendinizi şuura ta- tanıttırmasına karşı hayret içinde bir marifet ile mukabele ederek Subhaneke ma arafnake hakka ma'rifetike dediler. Senin tarif edicilerin bütün masnuatındaki mucizelerindir. Sonra o Rahman'ın kendi rahmetinin güzel meyveleriyle kendini sevdirmesine karşı muhabbet ve aşk ile mukabele edip iyyake na'budu ve iyyake nasta'in dediler. Sonra o münemi hakikinin tatlı nimetleriyle tarahhum ve şefkatini göstermesine, göstermesine karşı şükür ve hamd ile mukabele ettiler. Dediler: Subhaneke ve bihamdike. Senin hak şükrünü nasıl nasıl eda edebiliriz? Sen öyle şükre layık bir meşkursun ki bütün kainata serilmiş, bütün ihsanatın açık lisanı halleri şükür ve senanızı okuyorlar. Hem alem çarşısında dizilmiş ve zeminin yüzüne serpilmiş, bütün nimetlerin ilanatıyla hamd ve metinizi bildiriyorlar. Hem rahmet ve nimetin manzum meyveleri ve mevzun yemişleri senin cüud ve keremine şehadet etmekle senin şükrünü enzar-ı mahlukat önünde ifa ederler. This is a long paragraph and we may need to think, reflect upon it a bit uh, at length and we are at the end of our uh, time. Inshallah, I'm going to read the paragraph with perhaps very brief reflection if I cannot hold myself and then we will end there and try to reflect upon it a bit longer in the next episode. Thus, having beheld the cosmos and the imprints of creation and performed the above-mentioned duties in the form of transactions of worship in the presence of the unseen when, when is this happening where is this happening this is happening in the prayer these are stations that we go through these are metaphysical states that we go through or we should go through in prayer having beheld the cosmos and the imprints of creation and performed the above-mentioned duties in the form of transactions of worship. How do we behold the cosmos in, in prayer? When we say, You alone we worship, and from you alone we ask for help. Who is we there? 
who is we it is expansive it can expand as much as our intellect imagination heart can expand and it can take in the entire creation the entire cosmos having beheld the cosmos and the imprints of creation and performed the above-mentioned duties in the form of transactions of worship in the presence of the unseen right first it was in the presence of the unseen they rose to the degree of beholding the all-wise artful makers transactions and acts first in return for the majestic creator's introduction of himself to conscious beings through the miracles of his art they responded in the form of a transaction in his presence they moved what is sajda what is prostration prostration is the mi'raj ascension of the believer what is mi'raj mi'raj is when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam ascended through the entire creation reached the furthest point of creation and came closest to god that any created being has ever come that is the the state that a believer attains in sajda in prostration now now he is before before his lord and in that state what does he do they rose to the degree of beholding the all-wise artful makers transactions and acts first in return for the majestic creator's introduction of himself to conscious beings through the miracles of his art they responded in the form of a transaction now in his presence not in the presence of the unseen in his presence with wonder inspiring intimate knowledge saying subhanaka subhanaka ma arafnaka haqqa ma'rifatika glory be unto you glory be to you we have not known you as you deserve to be known what makes you known are the miracles in your artifacts not one thing not one flower not one star everything everything that has ever come into existence put them all together that is the furthest that we can get to and even then we do not know we do not know him in his entity in his majestic entity what makes you known are the miracles in your artifacts then in return for that merciful one's endearment of himself with the beautiful fruits of his mercy those beautiful fruits that beautiful flower the beautiful taste in what we eat these are all endearing god to us when we think that these are his blessings to us they the, the people of the first group responded with love and passion and said you alone we worship and from you alone we ask for help because we want to worship you the way you deserve to be worshipped and that we can do only if only if you accept from us you help us then in return for the demonstration of that true blessers mercifulness and compassion through his sweet blessings they responded with gratitude and praise and said subhanaka wa bihamdika glory be to you and praise and gratitude be to you how can we fulfill the gratitude that is rightfully due to you you are a deserving recipient of gratitude who deserves such gratitude that the clear tongues of all of your bestowals that are spread out everywhere in the cosmos are reciting gratitude and laudation for you you deserve such gratitude that all of them all of them together are reciting gratitude and laudation for you and in our prayer we want to present that to our lord right when we read that we present them all all to our lord and through the promulgation of all the blessings lined up in the marketplace of the realm and spread through the face of the earth they are proclaiming your praise and eulogy all of your artifacts lined up all of your blessings lined up in the marketplace of the realm and spread through the face of the earth they are proclaiming your praise and eulogy we, we join them we join them and present their praise and eulogy to you and by testifying to your generosity and munificence the orderly fruits and well-proportioned berries of mercy and blessing they come in, in time just in time as needed the baby is born at three days 
the mother's milk contains what the baby needs at three days. At six months, the mother's milk contains what the baby needs at six months. What is it? How well proportioned is this? What a sign and signature of mercy is this? By testifying to your generosity and munificence, the orderly fruits and well-proportioned berries of mercy and blessing are performing the duty of gratitude to you before the gazes of your creatures. Alhamdulillah. Inshallah, we will continue in the next episode by going over this paragraph once again and then continuing from there. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhirad dawahum anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha Allahumma salam